He wanted to be whole and he needed to be whole. Now you can tell he didn't complain and say, what? I asked for arms. You made me walk. What's up with this? He didn't have a problem with that. He was, he was, he was pleased with that. He was so excited. It was beyond his wildest expectation. And that's what, oh my gosh, that's what I would love for a new covenant as we're growing in our walk with the Lord, as we, as we are growing in service of the Lord for, 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 for people to come because they've heard that, that, that the Lord is at work here. Okay, that, 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 they've heard that lives are being transformed here. They, they, that, 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 that the circumstances of people's lives are being changed. The kingdom is manifesting here. And that when you come here, you may express one need, but you may get a fulfillment. You may get God moving in your life in a way that far exceeds your expectation. And then you have a bunch of excited people that are going out praising God and saying, hey, hey, come experience what God is doing. Amen? And it's not, it's not as much the miracles as much as encountering the Lord. God becoming real. There's no greater miracle than the salvation of the Lord. And so let's go, uh, let's continue. They entered in the temple walking and leaping and praising God. Uh, verse 9, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. They may not have been there to see what Peter did, to see them declaring God's healing over him, but they saw him walking and they knew who he was. They knew what he couldn't do previously, and, and they recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Praise God. When, when you see God do a transformative work in someone's life, the people who know that person, who knew who that person was and what that person was, uh, what that person used to do and what they used to struggle with, and they see a new person, a new creation, you don't have to tell them there, uh, that there's a change, they observe it. And then there's an interest. There's a wonderment. What happened? How did this person go from what he was to what he is? And there's a testimony opportunity there. There's a witnessing opportunity of the goodness of God, of the power of God. Amen? And that's how Paul can say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen? And so, they saw that, and they were filled with wonder and amazement. Let's continue on. While he clung, verse 11, while he clung to Peter and John, I don't blame him. Uh, after If that happened to me, I cling too. All the people, utterly astounded, ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people. I love this. It's, it's sermon time here. Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk? Uh, if you're interested, I'm, I'm reading out of the ESV. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate. Now, this man is, he's probably not getting a lot of amens with this message he's delivering right now. So I'm going to say, 
and 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 the, and the offering plate is not going to be filled with this after this message. But he's speaking a truth to them that's going to bless their soul, because because he's he's after their hearts for repentance so that they can be reconciled to the Lord. And he says, "But you denied." He delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you denied the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. And you killed the author of life whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And his name, he gets to it, in his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. He preached Jesus. And he says, the miracle that you see, that this man who went from being lame for all 40 years of his life, who is now in perfect health, this is only possible through faith in Jesus. The same Jesus you offered up and denied and asked them to give you Barabbas, a murderer, instead of him. The guy y'all killed. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that is Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. All of this was a fulfillment of what the prophets of old foretold. It is an evidence that he is who he proclaimed to be, and who we proclaim him to be. What you did to him was wrong, but it was also a fulfillment of prophecy. And it confirms that he is the Messiah, the Lord and Savior of all. And so this this healing and the wonderment and amazement that resulted from it became an opportunity for the man of God to preach the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of Christ. And then he challenges them. He doesn't just tell them about it. He says in verse 19, repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captains of the temple. (laughs) Uh, That's a little bit, hold on, before I go to chapter four, and we'll finish there in chapter four. But he calls them to repentance, right? And many of them believed. They got saved. You don't have to itch people's ears or scratch people's ears, rather. Scratch people's itching ears in order for them to come to the Lord. You got to speak it in love, but you got to speak the truth. And you have, you know, and we have to know, we have to be willing to do this, and we have to be willing to call people to the standard of God's truth. I give you the truth, and now you have a choice. You can repent or reject it, but 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 there is a choice that's required here. And he calls them to that choice, repent. And many of them, 
uh, and many of them did. So he just preached Jesus. He told them how this healing came about. He told, he pointed out their wrong deeds and uh, the role that they played in the crucifying of Jesus. He called it out, but he didn't call it out to condemn them. He laid the truth bare before them. And then after doing that, hey, you repent, your sins are blotted out. That same Jesus whom you crucified, God rose him from the dead. His shed blood, the body that he sacrificed for you, in him, your sins can be washed whiter than snow. In him, the dead live. In him, you can be reconciled to God. In him, in him alone. And so, let's move on. Chapter 4, verse 1. And as they were speaking to the people, uh-oh, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. Greatly annoyed. Everybody say, greatly annoyed. Now, we got a man's life was changed here. He's healed. And they come up greatly annoyed. And here's why. Because they were teaching the people, that's their job. So they had a problem with seeing these guys teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Not everybody's going to be pleased when you uh, preach the gospel. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those, here's what, here's what I want I want to emphasize here. But many of those who had heard the word believed. And the number of the men came to about 5,000. Woo! That's just the number of the men. So there's a greater number of people who came to the Lord. Okay? And this all started with the man who had been lame since birth for 40 years and Peter and John going up to him and just doing the works of the kingdom this man is healed in Jesus name it leads to some wonderment and amazement people want to they come and inquire and question Peter instant in season and out of season proclaims the gospel truth he tells some hard truths in there but he speaks the truth And he challenges them to make a choice. Choose Christ or, can choo or choose to continue along the way, the path of destruction. These people, thousands of them chose Christ. And you know what? Despite what the Sadducees uh, had a problem with, look, as far as the religious order, they, are the, they were the governing religious order of that day. They had the power to arrest you, to silence you, to prevent you from doing God's work. And these guys were undeterred. This is the same Peter who denied Jesus three times. And once Jesus restored him and said, feed my sheep, you know what? He was determined that even if it meant his life, he was going to preach God's gospel. And that same Peter is here now with boldness. And he's just telling it like it is. And thousands of people get saved. And let's skip down to verse 7. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired. So now they bring them. It's court time. Now they got to 
They, they got to answer for what they did. These, these, these two bad guys, Peter and John. And they asked him, by what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, the former denier in chief, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, he's still shooting his shot, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. That's not what they wanted to hear, but that was the truth. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now, Lord have mercy, I'm just going to keep reading through. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. May the world recognize that we've been with Jesus, y'all. May they recognize in us, the Jesus in us, the hope of glory. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, what shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. So they couldn't deny it, but in order that it may spread no further among the people. Just imagine that. These are the religious leaders of the day. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. I have not encountered this kind of, you know, uh, religious persecution or restriction or oppression. I, I doubt that many of us have. And, and there's a day that's coming that, it, that we are going to have to be prepared to put on our hard hats and, and proclaim the bold, boldly the truth of God's word um, in the face of opposition like this. I'm not going to tell you that that's not going to happen. That the way I the way I read it, it's going to happen. And so we may as well get our heads around that and 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 be ready to trust the Lord and walk in His truth and declare His truth in the face of it and trust that God's going to show himself strong and, and, and confirm, uh, confirm the word with signs and wonders. Amen. And so, so they threatened them. But Peter answered, but Peter and John answered them and let this be an example to all of us. In case you do face this, whether it's at your school, uh, in your community, uh, 
even if it's from your government, whatever it is, don't let the size of the threat cause you to be afraid and to cower. You stand strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. You judge that, you know, do whatever you think is right. But for we, but we cannot but speak of what we've seen and heard. We cannot do anything but declare what we've seen and heard and know about this God that we serve. Amen. And when they had heard, and, and now look at it, and when they had further threatened them. So they threatened them some more, even after they said, now we can't help but do it. Well, you do it, and here's what's going to happen to you. Then they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people. For all, I love this, for all were praising God for what had happened. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. It was an unmistakable, undeniable, miraculous work of healing in this man's life. That you could not spin this otherwise. And so many people were convinced of it, that this was the work of the Lord, that the, the religious order of the day could not do to Peter and John what they would have liked to have done. And even if they could, I don't, I, I, I know in my heart, Peter and John would not have done anything differently. And I want to uh, finish up with uh, three verses of uh, Acts 4.29 through 31. They let him go. Uh, Peter and John went back to their brothers and sisters in the Lord and told them about uh, everything that had happened. And they praised God. They thanked God and worshiped God and praised God. And they, and they prayed unto him. And the prayer, and I would encourage you to, to, to read uh, uh, verse 23 all the way down, but I'm not going to do it uh, for the sake of time here today. But I will read 29 to 31. And it says, and now, Lord, this is still their prayer. That's how they're winding it down. And now, Lord, look upon their threats. He didn't ask for them to remove the threats. That might be the first thing that we would want to do. Lord, Lord, remove the threats, uh, clear the pathway so we can always go about safely doing the will of God. But he said, no, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness in the face of the threats. You know, I'm not asking you to remove the threats. I'm asking you to give me the boldness to walk in your truth and to proclaim your truth in the face of the threats. And I would challenge us to, to, to pray similar, in similar fashion. Grant your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. 
while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Praise God, it's an awesome testimony. There's no guarantee, there, there are no guarantees in life. Anyone who's lived a decent amount of time on this earth, I believe would acknowledge that. There no, there's no guarantees. Uh, if you're in your teens, there's no guarantee you'll make 20. Or if you're in your 20s, there's no guarantee you'll make 30 and so forth and so on. There's no guarantee that the dreams that you have will come to pass. We, we talked about that last, last week when, we're not, when we talked about believing God beyond your lifetime. The promise of God, the promises of God, something that God has put in your heart, it, it may not be ultimately fulfilled during your lifetime. It may be fulfilled in the lifetime of your children or your grandchildren. But die believing. Okay, transfer stewardship of that vision on to the next generation so that they can carry it forward. Because you're still believing that God is faithful and he's going to fulfill his promise. Whether I see its completion in my lifetime or not is of no consequence. God will do it whether I see it in this life or not. Amen? And so, you know, we have to have that same, just because you have struggled with whatever it is that you're struggling with today, if you've come here today with a struggle. This young man waited 40 years. I'm 50 now, so I can call him a young man. He waited 40 years. He waited so long that he wasn't even believing that was it, that that was possible. But his reaction to the healing lets me know that that was his heart's desire. That was a dream. He may have thought it was an unachievable dream, but it was a dream nonetheless. And and God knew his heart. And and at the right day, at the right moment, at the right time, God brought these men of God into his life to heal him, to fulfill the longing of his heart. I got to believe Jesus walked through that gate many times. And yet the lame man still stayed lame. This ain't the first time a disciple or an apostle walked through that gate. And they said he was, he, daily they put him out there. There were many times people were capable of healing him, but it didn't happen until that day in his 40th year. Who knows uh, why God does things in the timing that he doesn't. And we'll blow our minds trying to figure this thing out. You know, we just better trust him and just say, you know, Lord, whatever you decide to do here, I say yes to it. 
however long you decide to take, whatever the timing is, I'm laying down all my rights of, of expectations. I'm laying down all of my tendency to be wise in my own eyes. And, and if, if I were God, this is how I would do it. Or, or this is how I want God to do things. And I'm just going to give it to God and let God do it according to his own will, his own way, and his own time. This young man waited 40 years. His need was beyond himself. But it wasn't beyond the Lord. Your need today may be beyond you. But it is not beyond the Lord. I'm going to ask you to stand. Your need today. I'm going to boldly declare to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up. And walk. Be whole. And I know. I'm going to ask you to do it in a socially distant way and everything, but uh, I, I, I have not done it, but I'm going to do an altar call here. And, and I'm going to call, call you to do something, to, to act. Just like the young man when Peter, John, when, he, when his hand was grabbed, he had to have cooperated with them uh, after that, after he said, in the name of Jesus Christ and others, rise up and walk. They, they didn't just yank him out against his will. He had to have cooperated with that. And, and when he stood, his ankles and feet received strength, and he was able to stand and jump and leap. And so I'm going to those of you who have been spoken to this morning, those of you who can relate to this man, you know, whether your situation, whether you're crippling or whether your issue, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, whether it's mental, whether it's whatever it is, I'm going to ask you to partner with the Spirit of God. And I'm going to ask you to just come up to the altar and space out appropriately. And we're just going to believe God. And I'm going to declare the goodness of God on you. I'm going to declare, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that you're going to be made whole and well. And so uh, those of you who want to do that, uh, now is the time. I'll give you give you some time to come up. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! God is good. Hallelujah, Lord. Make sure to make sure you're man, unless you're in the same household, make sure you're we're socially distancing and not for fear of COVID, but out of respect for the for for our authorities. And so um 
We believe that we can do both, that we can respect our authorities, which is an honor unto the Lord. And so let's just lay down what our thoughts are about those things, and let's just uh, just focus on honoring the Lord and receiving from him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. And while you're there standing, you know, you and I don't have to dialogue directly. Uh, I commend each and every one of you. You know, you've not worried about uh, any eyes gazing at you. You're not worried about what people's thoughts may be towards you. You have responded to the call of God. You've responded to God's word and, and, and you're bringing whatever it is, whatever the issue of your heart is, you're bringing it to God. When you were, when you were given that call to do so, you're responding in obedience to God. And so the Lord will commend you for your act of faith right now. What you, you have the longing of your heart is yours in Jesus name. I'm just speaking that and declaring that to you. And I want you to receive that truth. Reject the lie of the devil who continues to, who, to be in your ear and, and to tell you what you don't deserve, what you don't deserve, or, you know, if it's a good thing or, or tell you what you do deserve. If it's a bad thing, God, God, we are children of God by the grace of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. All right? And so I want to free you from right now any thoughts, any thoughts of works that, that you don't deserve God's goodness because of works on your bad works on your part. The truth of the matter is that none of us deserve his goodness. All of our righteous deeds were as filthy rags. Salvation could not come through any deeds in the first place, which is why our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as the perfect lamb, the perfect sacrifice, lived a sinless life on our behalf and died on the cross for our sins. And if we bow the knee to him, if we acknowledge our condition and our need for a Savior and bow the knee to him, declaring him to be our Lord and Savior, then we're born again. You are, we're a new creation in Christ Jesus. And if Christ Jesus is your Lord and Savior, no matter how long you've struggled in the sin that you may be struggling with, it is not your master any longer. You are free from the law of sin and death. Satan will lie to you. He's conditioned your mind to think that he still has you. You, you may still identify with that sin, but I declare to you that you're, you have a new identity now. You are a new creation. Your identity now is Christ. And it's in Christ. Okay? And God would want you to see your identity, your new identity. Let your mind be renewed to the truth of your new identity. You're not what you used to be. 
Don't hold on to that. Okay? You're going to have to die to that. That's not me anymore. If it's, if it's drugs, I'm not an addict anymore. If it's alcohol, I'm not an alcoholic anymore. You know, if, if it's pornography, I'm not addicted to that anymore. Whatever it is, that's not me anymore. Today is the day that you rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. That area shall not be the dominating force in your heart and your life anymore. Okay, Father God, I just thank you in Jesus' name for these your precious sons and daughters. Father God, I don't know each of their respective situations, but you know everyone. They are fully known by you. Fully known. Warts and all. They are fully known by you. And they are also fully loved by you. And I thank you, Father God, that nothing can separate them from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. Not even the issues that they brought before, the, before you today. And Lord, I just thank you for your loving arms wrapping around each and every one of them here right now. And you're calling them, and you're saying to them, beloved son, beloved daughter, you're mine. Today is the day of your salvation. Today is the day of your freedom in this thing. And Father, I just thank you that they're, that they're having a genuine encounter with you right now. And they're awakening to the truth of who they are in you. And, and they're breaking free the, 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 the hold that the, that these weights and, and sins and challenges and issues and brokenness that has had on their lives, Father God, the shackles and chains of that are broken. I declare it broken in Jesus' name. I speak the healing of the Lord. You are whole. You are well. Christ Jesus, may Christ Jesus be formed in you. In fullness, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.